Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is Russ, and I have with us for this momentous occasion, Aaron Newworth and Richard Chubtoe Sheldon. Yo! Hey there. Dr. Current will be here directly. He's on his way. He's in. He's he's on his way. He's coming out of operating. Which means, which means it could be a good twenty minutes before you get here. We are the ones um, that lived. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So momentous occasion. Like we have a show that the 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 show that started it all is no more. I I'm curious. Did you guys like feel like? Any emotion about this show specifically coming to an end? I'll, I'll just start by saying I didn't just because, well, there's like four other shows that are still going on. <laughs> but but um, I, I'm just curious if like you actually felt something for I, this finale. I, I didn't necessarily have like general feelings about the main show ending for the same reason as far as, you know, it's continuing on in the whole universe. Who knows how long this is going to go, but I did, I did get surprisingly emotional with certain endings of character scenes and things like that. Um, the, and I don't know why, but for some reason, the Negan letter to Judith, I don't know. It just hit me weird. I don't know. I just started, I teared up a little bit, but it was the, um, Daryl and, uh, Carol goodbye scene that just man it tore me up. It, I, yeah, I th- I've, it's funny because I think going into it, I've my whole thing has just been like, oh, this isn't really an end because of all this other stuff going on, and right. you know we'll probably see all these char- characters show up. But but I will say, and I think it's just by, by the way it was presented, I think it, I I started to kind of feel, um. I started to kind of feel sad a bit, like when they did the one year forward. Not sad. I, that that's the wrong thing. I, I I guess I I did feel some emotion when they did the one year jump, and you started to see like like we've had this whole journey of all this horrible stuff and all these horrible things happen to these people, and then you finally actually get some, you know, what seems like happiness, and they're on a road to. Um, to kind of have a, a a decent ending and a, and like a like a like a hopeful a hopeful future, and so I I think that was like seeing Ezekiel up there as the new governor and Mercer as his lieutenant governor like that like I, I that really like that that part really hit yeah. me and 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 when Maggie was like hey it's it's time like we need to reach out and branch out and think about the future. That hit me too because she's been very much the one that's been like, nope, we're gonna do our own thing, and you know we're gonna, 
you know, reluctantly kind of come into the fold and for her to kind of bring the others in to say, Hey, it's time that we do something more. Um, I, 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 I found that, that kind of heartwarming. Yeah. So what about you, Daryl? Uh, sure. Cool. <laughs> we were just asking Daryl if, if, if there's any emotion involved in leaving the walking dead behind in this final episode. If you watch this episode and felt uh, any particular way about it. Uh, it's weird, but I, I really didn't, I guess it's hard to feel that when it's like three other shows coming. That's where I stand on this, but yeah, I, I hear you. Like if this was the end of just the one show and there was no other shows, you know, besides fear, I probably would feel something like it's over, but I can, but yeah, I, I, I can't bring myself to <laughs> like, I, that's why I just, I've watched it twice now and I just, I just don't feel any, like, I mean, the parts that hit, hit, I mean, you know, the, the emotional parts they put in it, I, you know, I enjoyed it, but it's to the point of, it doesn't feel like I'm losing anything because we have other shows that are continuing. So, you know, I don't know. We're the ones that live, right? I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, right, we'll jump in. <clears throat> so this, so again, this episode kind of like all of them so far, the season pretty much starts right where the last one left. This is interesting, interesting because there was no really no cold open. The, the recap was kind of the cold open. Um, so we just kind of jump right to the credits. Um, and then when we come back, we, you know, we pick up right where we left off the previous episode with like the chaos ensuing in the commonwealth as everybody's trying to get you know obviously they're trying to get judith to or they got judith to to safety but the rest of them are trying to um to to get to to safety um and it just starts right off like jules gets bitten um it, you know luke tries to go after her uh and he gets it he gets bit on the and leg the, too the, the second that happened um, I'm like oh that's why they brought them back cuz we needed to, <laughs> we needed some red shirts and there's there's too many main yeah. cast members here so we need to kill somebody off that's expendable <laughs> how about these two characters that yeah. just emerged yeah. out of nowhere <laughs> that's a, yeah that's exactly yes. what it felt like yeah. it was kind of weird to see him die that gruesome death that day and then two days later see him on the goldbergs it was weird but yeah uh, oh <laughs> Um, who did he play? Jeff Garland's brother. Yeah. 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 Wow. Called that one. Too. <laughs> sure did. Sure did. <laughs> He's the loser brother. Right. <laughs> Clearly. Um. So yeah. So they end up. They get him to the hospital where Judith is is already. Um. And. It, it this is a pretty yeah. tough scene where it's it's you know Connie Magna Yumiko and Kelly and they're just with Luke as he's dying and just like holding we his don't hand get long and they're all deaths like that. Know, no, no, we don't. And I I I was conflicted about this because I because part of me was like, well, this is kind of dragging mm-hmm. out a little long. But two, I think we haven't really seen all of these characters kind of yeah. together in a while. And so, and again, you know, they all kind of came in at yeah, the yeah. same time. So to see them 
reunited in their grief over over Luke's death. It was pretty yeah. powerful. I mean, it would like we haven't seen you know to your point, Daryl. We we haven't seen the death no. this long, and we haven't really seen anything like super poignant where people would be like emotionally yeah, devastated. We don't get that so that long. We've I, had long deaths before, though. Wasn't there in a whole episode yeah, of a character in a fever dream death. dying? Yeah, that was what Jim. What I think made this long, maybe what made it impact longer for me is not the death of the person, but the people, the reaction of the people as that oh, person yeah. died. Like that, that kind of, yes. like it's like that kind of hospital setting, maybe because I've experienced it, you know, over the years. I think most of us have, if you live long enough, that kind of experience of just family members just being there as someone dies and there's no cut. You know, there's no quick cut away. Yeah. Carl Carl's death was probably, probably the last time that yeah. happened, right? Like where where it was kind of prolonged and yeah. everybody kind of had their yeah. moment, you know that kind of thing? But that was such I mean, a that's lead been, up, like, it's been a right? while at this because point. we got such a long impacted lead up. This sure. was just like he just died. Like it just I mean, even though seeing him out of nowhere, it's like he probably is gonna be one of the ones that die, right? If you gotta kill anybody off. But still, it was a quick, you know, and on top of that, he's grieving his girlfriend at the same time. So, like, that was just such a hit that he's crying. And the way that the camera kept going around them and then the way that they cried, like, just hearing the tears coming from different, you know, the different actors, I think it, it just, I don't know, for whatever reason, this hit me more than than a lot of the other deaths in, in The Walking Dead in I'm a long time. I'm not trying to sound cold. It just didn't do much for me. It it felt empty. Uh, not for a lack of trying. But it, I just, I feel like the deaths on The Walking Dead, when they occur in this kind of like spontaneous moment or in this kind of quick fashion, that's when they like feel like something, with one exception being Sophia. Uh, but for the most part, it's when they happen out of nowhere. Not that I need like some kind of shock jolt to make me feel something, but I do feel like those are the more times that it's effective. Like you talk about Carl, and yes, I mean there was a big lead up to it, but it's like I remember us talking about Carl's death. It just felt so laughable. That's why we keep joking about the you know saying Carl because it felt right. ridiculous. It felt. I'm not saying this felt ridiculous. I just yeah. It it, it felt more to me like we need to have this moment for somebody. But because there's so much plot armor around so many significant characters, who can we use? And it's this and then Rosita. And the Rosita one, that made that worked for me because that just made sense. Like, this is yeah. like, all right, I mean, we haven't seen him for a while. and I, <laughs> I don't know his girlfriend whatsoever. So it's like, well, <laughs> I, well I, I think that it wasn't even that they those characters died. I don't think that hit me. It's the reaction was the yeah that 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 the actors yeah, yeah that was the visceral the, reaction yeah. everybody because I felt yeah. like Daryl did like Daryl's sitting there and there's a look on his face of like I think it's even like kind of irritation like I wish they stopped crying so we can get back to business and then not feeling good that he feels that way and like it was just so much in his face that I would feel too like you hear that crying and you can't unless you're dead inside you can't I'll add this I, I I haven't had the chance to watch it a second time yet. That's not saying that that's required, but as far no, as like no. me not, you know, me like 
not having to take notes and whatnot and like, mm-hmm. you know, to prepare a lot of different things mentally as far as writing about this podcast, about this, what have you. I haven't had the chance to just like watch it to watch it. Um, so, you know, perhaps that'll, you know, assuage my feelings. It, it's not even like I think it's a bad moment or anything. It's no, just no, no, no. It, I don't, it, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying you think there's that no think wrong it in it because I, because then by them killing someone that really doesn't really, you know, we haven't even seen in like how long it really didn't mean anything, but I, I just, it's just the way that the scene for whatever reason, it hit me hearing the reaction of those characters mourning the death and then the look of Daryl like, I'm ready to kill some people. For sure. You know, like, he's that's, angry. That, that's something I could fully appreciate, and when I do get a chance to rewatch it, I'll have a chance to, you know, more pay, yeah, pay that's how I know it did it. What have you, that's that's how I know notes. it really did it to me, because mm-hmm. I felt the same way twice. Because mm-hmm. the first time, I, if I hadn't got a chance to watch it, I probably would have been like, did I really feel that way? Because it, you know, it was like a week, over a week and a half that I'd seen it. But I think I just saw it again like an hour ago, and it still hit me the same way. That's how I know it really did, for whatever reason, just the the effect of that impacted me enough. You know, like if it was somebody, you know, that we know and we grew with and, you know, all that kind of stuff, it would have been a different impact. But this, it just impacted me because of how they cut that scene mm-hmm. with those actors. I think it just it just worked for me. But well, I don't those, think in the way they meant it to, because I really didn't feel anything for him per se. Yeah, I think my affinity for that character was more the actor than the character, because like I like that I, I like him a lot as an actor, and I think he's a he's funny, he's good. And, uh, well, he hates you, Rich. So. I, know. But, uh, I don't know. I just I I was hoping to see harmonica. him have somewhat of a happy ending. Right. But you know, I was. But it really only the like real characters there. get the happy ending. That's right. <laughs> you know, I will. Right. I will say that Rosita scene didn't hit me so much because of her. That the. Eugene speech is what hit me. <laughs> so, but uh, at least Rosita got a better ending than comic Rosita. Well, I don't know what happened. To, I don't remember. Or did well, I read it? And and show they they gave Rosita the the Ange, the Andrea ending as far as comics yeah. goes. Yeah, and she had asked for that ending as well. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Gary. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, So Daryl wakes up and, you know, kind of comes to and sees Judith and Carol fills him in on what's going on where he's like, no, you know, Pamela took everything and she's holed up in, you know, her place and, um, you know, kind of has everything ready to go um, and is leaving, you know, everybody else to, to just, you know, either die or, you know, or whatever. Um, we find out that of course Daryl's a muscle blood donor, so he's <laughs> of course he is. So he's able to give. So Jesus, I, heard I mean, that, if I not like, him, somebody else, right? Like, I mean, that's the, they would have. So we didn't talk about this whole thing of like yeah. Judith got like you know shot, yeah. and it's a little child, but it was still like it's okay. I'll get up and block the door from these yeah. zombies. Yeah. I got this. I got this, <laughs> I got uncle. This. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason she's called little ass kicker. I got this. Just saying. 
Now I'm going to lay yeah. down after I do all the work. Because I, I was watching that thing like, is this a dream? Like, she fantasizing this right now? <laughs> I know. It felt like it. Yeah. It felt like it. But yeah, so he's able to give her blood to. Now she has the strength of 10 men from dying. So. Um, like now I could really get up over that girl. That's right. Yes. Yeah, she is. You got shot. That's, that's, give her that's a, right. give her a, a I'm surprised you didn't have a, like a mustache after she got out of the operating table. Yeah. Oh, you missed the cutscene. They they had a shaving <laughs> yeah. thing after that. <laughs> yeah. She was doing one arm push-ups or pull-ups. Yeah. You didn't know? You didn't see that? Oh, man, you got to yeah. watch it again. <laughs> So they they realize that Mercer might kind of be their ace in the hole to get with Pamela and find a way to maybe persuade the soldiers. And of course, he's in jail, so they go and bust, they blast uh, a hole in the wall. Max and, right. and Princess go Don't bust take him out Princess's of jail. man. To which I like, yeah, I mean, we're going to use this place again, right? Let's maybe not blow hole, yeah. holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Maggie's loading up to go kill this Pamela. This is a good like one-er um, shot here, right? Where like yeah. there's a lot of like activity going on yeah. in one shot on the camera, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, that's fun. Doing a little style stuff at the last episode here. Yeah, and it settles yeah. on Maggie. Yeah, uh, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron and uh, Lydia reunite with reunite with Ezekiel and Mercer. Like they were about to start hitting the zombies that are coming through, and Ezekiel stops them. Mercer. And then they they find that you know Aaron that, so they you know they blended back in with the horde to 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 get back to the to the Commonwealth. Um, Rosita finds Coco like they they finally get into the place where she's at and Rosita is able to find the baby, which was I guess they in order to keep the kids from running wild, they flip the crib <laughs> over as like a little prison to keep it worked um, to keep the baby in. A lot of a children, yeah. children in um, danger shots. You come back this, to the this, this, this sequence where they just blow away some zombies. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we cut back to the hospital and Judith wakes up. I feel stronger. Um, and the hospital <laughs> the at this six point, million dollar man. The, yeah. or, sorry, the bionic the woman theme plays. I, I can take on a tank. And, 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 There's yes. all these colorful zooms all of a sudden uh, going on. <laughs> and everyone has bell bottoms. That was that. Feathered hair. Um, the hospital at this point, the hospital is about to be breached. Like the walkers, the horde is in. They're coming, and we get back to the smart walker thing because one yeah. of the walkers has picked up a rock and is hitting the hitting the window with it um, to to get. So through. later on, um, when we're in the underworld, and you have um, the governor, uh, one of the cannibals. Um, so, uh, with uh, Alpha and then a wa- and then a Walker, and they're like, "How'd you almost get uh, Daryl?" He says, "I threw a rock at him." Yeah, <laughs> and they all look at. Like, what? I was hoping, rock. I was kind of hoping there would be not a complete payoff to the whole smarter zombie thing by the end of the season, but um, at least a few more hints along the way. But I guess that's something for one of the spinoffs, huh? That's easily a spinoff thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing based on Dead City, where World Be- Beyond ended, and the fact that we know that the Daryl show takes place in Europe, I'm I'm guessing that maybe that's where that. I assume it comes it's like all of them. If they're all in the future, I mean, it's all gonna pay off in that one. True, yeah. true. Um, so then we now we cut back to so Rosita, Eugene, and Gabriel are trying to escape after getting Coco. Um, 
this had the potential for me to be a very like at the time it happened. I don't, I'm curious what 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 your guys' thoughts were at the time it happened. I was like, there better be a consequence for this because if there's not, this is like some some craziness here. But when they when they all escape, of course they they climb up the pole to get in the other building, the drain the drain pipe, and. You know, Rosita's kind of got the uh, like swaddled Coco, you know, in the front, so you know she can kind. This was a clumsy scene, a little bit. Um, so she falls into, you know, a a group of walkers, and at this point, I really thought this is how she was going to go. I thought they were going to go dark with this thing, and oh yeah, me too. Because uh, yeah, not to I don't know how sh- how I should say this. Um. Okay, so I, I will just I'll put this warning on here. Spoiler for ep- issue forty-eight of the Walking Dead comic uh, that came out probably more than ten years ago. Um, so if you don't want to be spoiled by that, forward it ahead a minute or so. But um, they didn't go that route with with Judith and um, and Lori, right? Like, I mean, in the comic, they both died. Like the the I mean, she was shot through the through the like. It, I mean, it was it was bad. Um, yeah, and so they didn't do that in the show. And so being this is the final episode, I thought maybe they were just going to go real dark here. Not that I, I, I don't, I don't know that I've been satisfied with that. Uh, it wouldn't be personally, but, uh, I thought they were going to go dark and just like, that was it. Like she fell. And after all this effort to go get Coco, like Rosita and Coco both get taken out by walkers. And I was like, Whoa. And then of course she like, rises triumphantly out of it and then you know is able to to get up and at first i was like okay how the hell does that ha- like how does she not get bit at all like this is unrealistic like i was like man the show just plays fast and loose when you know people get you know uh totally you know uh enclosed by walkers and they get bit and then sometimes you know they they're they you know they they don't and you know, just like all of that kind of stuff. And so I was, I was like, looking for the dumpster in the scene. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys had the same thoughts or if you were just like, no, she I clearly was bit. And, and, and that's first gonna... of all, first, before we get to thoughts, issue 48 was released April 2nd, 2008. Okay. So 14 years ago. <laughs> okay. Glad well, that settled. I, I know. <laughs> I, I, Okay. Um, hey, we present the facts here, sir. I figured that they, I don't know, I guess I guess because they've done something like this before or whatever, like, I had a feeling she was going to come back up and I had a feeling she was going to, I had a feeling she was going to save the baby, but then I also thought, I bet she'll get cut somehow. And we'll learn later. Like, I don't know why I thought that, but just with this show and the way that they kind of like to manipulate with the emotions, I just figured a part of me just kept thinking she got bit. It gave her a heroic moment, though, of her saving her child. Because that's been what they've been trying to do for like two, three episodes, right? Like she's been frantically looking for this child trying to save the baby. And now that she has, it. I I just kept thinking I bet I just had a feeling that she was gonna later on be bit and that'll be her price that she paid to save the baby. I yeah. will say that this is 
this is my favorite part of this episode easily. Um, it is a sustained sequence of tension that I think is absolutely effective. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with the decisions that they make here because I do think that the show, if you're going to be the final episode of the walking dead, you can't just rely on nihilism as your key to anything. You can't just be like, everything's doomed. There's no hope for the future. The message of this episode is the fact that there is hope for the future. So you can't just murder a baby for the sake of shock value. What you can do is set up characters that do not have a path forward necessarily because you don't know what's going to happen in the last episode and present the idea of Gabriel, Eugene, and Rosita as being ones that could easily perish in this episode. So by the time you get to this point where one of them is left behind is Rosita as far as who's going to be last on the totem pole here. I don't know what's going to happen. I liked that the episode put me in a position where I didn't know what the end point of that was going to be. So the fact that she falls down and then has this triumphant push-up moment where she brings her blade up and starts swinging at zombies because Mama Bear not going to let her baby get killed. Yeah, I was completely into that. That was a fist-pump kind of moment. Uh, so I absolutely enjoyed the fact that the show was able to get me to that level uh, when oftentimes it can't. Uh, I thought it, I, I thought it was well filmed. I, I, I was into the moment in the sense that, hey, you're showing me exactly what I need to be seeing right now. And yeah, there is a consequence in the form of she ultimately does die because she, yeah, yeah, you can't, yeah. You can't just fall into seventeen walkers and not take away a bite from that one. That said, with seventeen walkers trying to crowd around you, that's you know that's since that's three stooges syndrome from the Simpsons, right? You can't all get to the door at the same time, so now I'll be able to bite her. You know, <laughs> she's she has a window of opportunity there. And it worked. So, no, I, I, I think the, I think the the sequence of the show does what's needed to do and does it pretty effectively while staying on message with the episode as a whole. Yeah, I think knowing the outcome makes this a better scene in retrospect, kind of thing. I think at the time I was a little caught up in maybe not giving the writers cre- as much credit as I should have, but. Um, between two, you know, both of these shows, or I guess all three of these shows, we've seen some dubious choices in well, the past. Well, I was with uh, you, Russ, because when I was first, when she first fell into it and all of that, I, I thought the exact same thing. You know, it's 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 having certain things, certain arcs end on a down note in stories. And this would have been, I mean, like you said, three episodes of her trying to rescue this child finally rescues the child only for them to get gobbled up by a horde of zombies. I mean, yeah, that's a season three, four thing to do and not like the last episode of the series. Right. 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 Yes. But I mean, that's what went through my mind. And then when she popped up, I'm like, Oh, okay. But I'm like, how are they going to explain her surviving that? (laughs) They don't. (laughs) I'll say this. If she fell down and then we don't see her again, but that like at the end of the episode, she comes back. Then I'd be more suspect. Then I'd be like, really? <laughs> yeah, sure. She comes yes. in and like swings in saving the day. It's like, yeah, I crawled under the van. Whatever bullshit. Uh, that then I'd be like uh, yeah. annoyed. <laughs> but I think the way this show handles it, it's not pulling a Glenn dumpster move. It's being like, no, she got up. <laughs> She's not giving up. You never. You know, yes. She she Rick yeah. rolled the she Rick rolled the. That zone. was good. I mean, it was never gonna give him up. Never gonna let him yes. Down. I mean, it was a good, powerful moment. They, they did a lot of things with music in this episode yeah, that I, did. yeah, I, I don't, I don't think they've done in other episodes. Yeah, because it's Bear McCreary oh, being like, "Is my last one, guys." <laughs> like, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I thought the way I, I love the music in this. 
there's a lot of like last stand moments as far as the people making the show. I mean, we're going to get to like the giant CG thing that happens at the end of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we get back to um, uh, Judith and, and Daryl and everybody. And they, they said, okay, the docs have set up a safe house and they need to get Judith to Tommy. And so they, they load her up because the rest of Mercer's men, his loyalists kind of come in a, I guess it's like a SWAT van or something like that, and they, they're able to load up uh, Judith over there to get her to the hospital. Uh, we get a nice little, like, Lydia Aaron conversation here because, like, obviously Lydia, having lost her arm, and Aaron having lost his arm, you know, he's like, yeah, you'll still feel it. You know, feels like it's yeah. there. But they kind of have a nice little heartfelt conversation about, like, Lydia and how she feels about Elijah and, just, and just you know, how she... Deciding which of them will be called lefty. Uh, yes, yes. Um, it, it was a nice little conversation. It wasn't. It, I don't think it drug out too long. It wasn't too belabored, but it was just like a nice little moment between. I the thought two it of was well done. Yeah, I, it, I think yeah. a lot of these things are just payoffs from you know why are we spending time with these people all of a sudden? Because you know you have one episode left, and it's like, well, now you have the closure to each of these arcs, whether it's him yeah. or, Ros- or Rosita or or uh, Negan, what have you. Like, there's been, you know, I. I, I'm, you know, we we I hark on the writing a lot over the years on this show, and I do think this episode and this season have done a good job of planting the seeds as far as why we need to see certain scenes in episodes to lead us up to this final episode. Yeah, this third segment of the last season was probably written better than most of the last couple of seasons, if not further back. I've really enjoyed the writing these last. What is it? Eight episodes. Or I'm not going to put down the. You know, I was big on the whisperer stuff. I thought they did a really good job of that. But I, just, I just, yeah. there is a consistency that I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maggie goes after Negan because she realizes he's missing, um, and he ended up taking the rifle, and she catches him as he's as he's getting ready to leave. This is where they and negotiate their spinoff he's series. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Part one. Uh, <laughs> He he says, you know, look, the, the, he wanted to do this for her, um, and he he said, look, you take Pamela out with this thing, all hell's gonna rain down on you, and you're not gonna get out of that. And he's like, and he he taught, he says, like, when I was down on my knees in front of in front of that firing squad, I I knew I, for for like the first time I understood how you felt, like, or I could under, understand how you felt in in that moment with with Glenn. Um, and she doesn't, it, it, this is really well done. Like again, the Negan Maggie stuff, they've yep. done a really good job of, she doesn't say anything and she just grabs the rifle and Negan's like, man, like, oh, like he's, you could tell. And she starts to walk away and then she turns around and looks back at him and says, you coming? And then, and then that was it. Like that was the cut. Like to me, that was perfect. Like, and I'll, I'll say it again later, but you know, again, Negan was able to kind of give his spiel and Maggie didn't say anything and just the looks between the two of them and for him to kind of, you know, convey to her like some, like he truly is sorry for, for how he was and how things happened. And he, he literally is trying to, you know, he had this again, another moment of clarity, um, staring down death that kind of woke him up. I like how the scene plays out better than Negan's logic because I call bullshit. <laughs> I just, it's been a long time. 
him being a part of this zombie apocalypse. And the idea that he's just now figured out how Maggie feels doesn't make sense to me. I think he's seen a lot of tragedy in his life, but it's it's whatever. I, I do like the moments that transpire between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's never really had that moment of death. Like, since his incarceration and everything, to truly have a moment where... Not just him, but him and his his wife too. To be his wife, who he like lost he to know, cancer after he being knew denied that... the ability to prevent it because of some assholes at a bar somewhere or whatever the thing was in that one episode. I mean, yeah, there, there's the... been a lot of reasoning for him to be upset in a very significant way. Sure, yeah, right. But I mean, that was all before you know before the apocalypse. So I mean, like for you know. I guess this is the first real opportunity since the since the turn of everything. I suppose. I mean, again, I like the results of this uh, this whole exchange, so it's fine. It's just I, when it, when he first started talking, I'm like, really? Like just now, you get why hammering <laughs> someone's head in was a bad thing to do? Like, I don't. <laughs> no, I, I get. No, I get. I get what you mean, um, Aaron, about it because I I kind of felt the same thing. Like you. It felt like, like you don't you, you don't become a guy that can hammer someone's head in without right. having experienced trauma to begin with. Right, exactly. Right. And, it, and for him to like, right. now it took this long to come up with the courage and the words, maybe to to tell her that the way he wanted it, you know, the way he told her, maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But in terms of he, I just don't buy that he didn't get it until that moment when he almost got killed because this is not even the first time he almost i mean since he did all these things it's not even the first time he almost died so yeah. it's like he should know no, but, i know they wanted to give but, us that scene you know like especially since he's going to be a character they're going to hold over because if he wasn't a holdover character what would have really happened we i, I think what would have really happened is he would have died saving her i think that's what they would have did with him if there wasn't a contract in place and a show already being made with that character, because there's just no way that you can make that up. It just, it just feels a little bit more like oh. everybody can everybody in the back hear me. Let me say this one more time. Yeah. I'm sorry about Glenn. Like, it, that's, it's more for us, for the yeah. show, for the next show. It felt like for the, you know, for the potential uh, audience for the next show than it was, for anything that could have been worked out. And I don't know what they're worried about. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's too damn charming to be like, oh, we hold this grudge over you. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I kind of like that they yeah, come yeah. to the conclusion of you'll never be forgiven. It's just it's just not the way it'll ever be. Like, that's just not something you can be forgiven yeah. for. Um, accidental death, yes, but you can never come back from you mocked <laughs> you mocked the character as you killed him. Like, yeah, and then, yeah, and then, and then, then did it someone else. So it wasn't else. even like you did it and then regretted it anytime soon. You only got any kind of, um, de- you only dealt with it at all because you got your comeuppance and it, and it took, you know, and they had you in prison for a long time. Like it wasn't, it wasn't anything else uh, that made you come to that conclusion except for the punishments that you had. Really, it's, it's mean, also very Glenn focused when it's like he he, mur- he murdered Abraham. Also, like where's this close? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. true. Yeah, I is it like right? That, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is he gonna have a scar on her face because of him? Also, as like a double yeah, reminder, yeah. <laughs> like 
yeah, there's not any making up that you can really, you know, you can do. I mean, the scene was the scene, and I liked. They're both good actors, so when he did it, I enjoyed watching it, and it meant something to hear him say it. But it, I also was in the back of my mind, like hearing the words come out of his mouth. I was like, nah, that's bull. That's bull crap. You're wrong, Russ. (laughs) 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 Not the first time. So what else? What will be the last? Um, That's wrong too. This is next. We get the scene. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Next, we get the scene where everybody is like sleeping, and Rosita's like sitting there with Coco, and Eugene comes up to talk to her, and. You know, they start having the conversation and that's when Eugene starts to put it together that she didn't make it out unscathed and she just kind of looks at him and starts to tear up and like it, it, it was, it was, it's a really, again, a really well done scene. And so Eugene knows that she was bitten and she doesn't, she, she told you like, don't, you know, don't, don't tell anybody, don't say anything to anybody. Um, You know, she won't, she wants to kind of have you know, her own terms with this. They probably knew like they were going to have, I'm, I'm assuming she knew they were going to have this, right. you know, this dinner or whatever the next day and didn't want to, mm. you know, didn't want to ruin it beforehand. So, but yeah, it was a good scene between the two, the first of two, yeah. two pretty good scenes. Between I, the yeah, two I will them. like continue to add, like um, regardless of whatever, like things that I want to bring up or that we want to bring up. I do think the acting is pretty great across the board in this episode. The, like there's, there's too much good. Like I'm a very positive on this episode. Uh, yeah. Just more of like, yes, the inevitable, no, me too. because you have to close off certain things. I, there's questions I can have about them, but like, I'm not negative on it. It's just more of, hey, you know. <laughs> sure. Um, Judith wakes up again. Pull-ups and um, arms. It's, it's impressive. And this <laughs> just, just levitating. Yes, yes, yes. She's crushing tanks of her mind. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But he says something. Daryl calls her little ass kicker, and then Judith calls him big ass kicker, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, so d- the, the 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 next part I have a bit of a question on because when she woke up the first time she was kind of like it was almost like in a fever dream and she started talking about her mom and her dad and they're supposed to be together and I feel like I'm dying and so when she wakes up again she tells them um you know she's like oh I'm sorry I didn't tell you about that before so the the implication is is that Judith knows that Rick is alive and that Michonne went to go find him because she thinks he's alive. Right. But yes. they didn't tell anybody else. So what's your question? I, I just thought that was odd. Like it, it wasn't, I, I guess to me it wasn't, it didn't seem, uh, it didn't seem explicit in what Judith was talking about that she was implying that that's, that's why Michonne left. She just said, Oh, we're going to be together again. And be, and because it was kind of like in a half fever dream kind of thing, I just I, mean, I would just assume that was just if you, if you, somebody. You're, if you're trying to get me to have a reason to badmouth Judith, I mean I've done that plenty of times on the show, Russ. But uh, I, I just I just think it's a matter of them trying to close off certain ideas as far as they want to leave you knowing that Daryl will someday be reunited with people or what have you, and that the show 
allows for anything that's deemed some sort of secret to not be a secret any longer. It's just closure stuff that, yes, can feel not necessarily clumsy, but just more like, yeah, let's just make sure to wrap up these things. I'm. It just made me wonder. Like, was there more dialogue in that scene that was cut that made it a little more clear? Like, it it just seemed to me that based on what Judas said, it didn't. It, it wasn't clear to me that if I was listening to that, I would have made. I guess that's a, that, that that's a matter of do you want this episode make, but, to be you know ten minutes longer and feel draggy or not? There's actually something in sure, the yeah. uh, montage no, and, at the end that answers your question, but I'll wait till we get there to tell you. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I kind of assumed that that's what the case was, but I, again, I just was w- wanting to make sure, like, it wasn't something I. No, I, yeah, it's I a pretty simple, just straightforward. You know. Like, yeah, she said a thing, and that implies this. <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. So we start hearing gunshots, um, and it and Pamela's people are shooting the civilians, and Mercer's like, "Yeah, they're shooting anybody that comes over the gate," and he's like. I've got to do something about this. Like this is now that Mercer's free and everything's kind of on the table. He's, he knows what he needs to do. And he tells everybody else, like, well, we should buy you enough time. You should be able to escape and go ahead and leave. And he's, he's like, these aren't your people. This isn't your fight. And of course, Ezekiel's like, you know, no, these are, you know, these are our people. We are staying. We are going to do, and then suddenly wearing kilts and their faces are painted. So (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Exactly. But again, it's kind of a good rally moment. Again, for being the final episode, you know, of course, this is something that, I mean, this wasn't unexpected, you know, for everybody to have this reaction. But it's still kind of cool to see, like, okay, yeah, they're, they're, you know, and we've seen from Ezekiel before, like, he right. was going to stay when everybody else was going to leave. You know, he, so he, you know, he, I think he truly does feel like that this is his, his home. And yeah, Ezekiel, his Ezekiel and you know, he's on his second life here. So he's like, yeah, of course I want to stay in the walled place and I'm a zookeeper and all this stuff is good again. Like, this is the, I, he clearly sees, like, much like most of the people here, he sees where this works and he wants to preserve that because right. why go back yes. to where it doesn't work when you have what he's does. He's a believer. Yeah, he's a it, believer. Exactly. Exactly. He's, mm-hmm. And of course, Aaron. No, go, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, Aaron's just very altruistic. So for him to jump on board, like, made sense to me, too, because Aaron's just a very, like, like lawful good kind of kind of. As far as the kind of seeing the cast band together kind of thing, I really liked that shot in the hospital where they're they're wheeling uh, 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 Judith on the gurney through the the halls and, like, walkers around some of the corners where it's this long shot. But you have a good like two thirds of the cast all together running through a hospital. And it's like, this is neat to see. Like you don't get many yeah. you know, opportunities to see the whole cast working together in this manner. So it's like there, yeah, there's a lot of that in this episode, which I agree with. It's, it's good to, you know, if you're doing a finale, it's nice to see this kind of like effort <laughs> to have everybody kind of together in some manner. Yeah. I'm a sucker for a good long shot too. Like I, I love a good one like I, I just, I'm a sucker for it. Um, so, of course, you know, Mercer gets outside and, you know, stands off and Pamela wants Vickers to arrest them all. And Vickers is like, what? Like, no, I'm not like, no, like, I think of Vickers at this point is being a little more realistic about what's going on. And she's like, look, I'm not going to arrest all these people that could potentially help us uh, from this horde that's about to descend upon us. And I think uh, obviously she's. Uh, feeling a little second thoughts about the fact that they're keeping, you know, 
re, you know, real live people out, uh, you know, for them. To I'm die, just glad so. Mercer was. Like, I mean, they still um, do it, but I'm glad Mercer just was like, we gotta find a way to take her into custody. I'm like, God damn it, just just fucking kill her. Gotta find the legal ramifications. Yeah. Of yeah, I mean, he starts right away with you pointing a gun to her head, <laughs> just saying, like, look. Um, and then the the next moment here was just like, we've seen a lot of really good Father Gabriel stuff in this last bit here. Uh, but this is a really great uh, Father Gabriel moment where, like, clearly Mercer and the rest of them kind of have the soldiers at bay. I think at this point it's pretty clear that Vickers isn't into just wanting to open fire on them all. And so... Gabriel starts making he's you know he's got the his weapon he's making a, a line for the gate and he's like I'm going to open this gate and free these people and I'll kill anyone that tries to stop me and he just walks toward the gate. I I just thought that was a fantastic uh Father Gabe moment. Like I I just I really I really dug that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I you know he's he seems to have settled on the kind of uh priest he wants to be and good on him. <laughs> <laughs> shotgun preacher kind of, kind of mentality just call him gabriel yeah yeah um and it's yeah and so this is where daryl you know kind of has it he walks up to her to to pamela and he's like you know what the hell are you doing and he's like you be daryl has a pretty good he's, he's like you built this world he goes you built right. this like the old world and that's yeah, what I fucking like, I, I, like i thought i that like was, that i thought that was the f to make like, it more daryl because at the first i'm just like are we gonna get what, a heart to heart from from daryl now <laughs> like, <all this. laughs> no he's what just like you, you screwed this up from jump working out but, here you know <laughs> yeah but then he says, we have one enemy and he goes, we ain't the walking dead, which again, a nice kind of bookend, right? Because yeah, the right. thing was like, we are the walking dead. Right? We are the ones who live. Like, no, we are not. I the mean, that's also dead. a Rick speech too. So it's like, yeah. I mean, if they do that in from the comics. Sure. Sure. But, yeah, but again, I agree. Kind of, I, yes. I, I hear what you're saying. I agree. As, yes, as, as a nice closure to, which is again, that's, I mean, that's, that's the hope in this episode. It's the fact that they're reaching this conclusion. They're reaching this conclusion. That's yes, to exactly. Not it's supposed to go in the other direction. Yes. Kill everybody in your way. Everybody's going to die. Who cares? Right. You know, nihilistic logic. This is more like, hey, we we can make this work. <laughs> like if you just stand down. Yeah, and and again, given where the episode ends, this this to me on the, the second time I watched it had more weight to it because I knew. I mean, at that point when I watched it the second time, I knew I knew how things were going to end. So for him to say this and then knowing that the ending actually follows through on it, um, to me, had more punch when when I watched it the second time. Um, So at this point, Vicar stands down. Mercer puts Pamela under arrest. And like at this point, uh, you know, uh, Maggie, you know, Maggie's kind of lining up her shot on Pamela. And like once Mercer comes in to to do all this, she kind of stands down to be like. Okay, well, this is a turn I didn't see coming, kind of thing. Um, but she's, you know, she—I don't think she's fully made the decision that she's not going to put a bullet in her head. Um, and Maggie even tells Negan, like, "Oh, they're, you know, they're Mercer's arresting Pamela," and, and Negan's like, "Well, for right. somebody like her, it's it's worse than death." And then that's when she kind of stands down. So obviously, I mean, oh, that was a yeah, little sure. on the nose. <laughs> Like that was one of those moments for me with Negan where I was like, well, that's a little on the nose for him to say that um, clearly. Um, 
But of course, the 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 gates open up. Elijah gets in. Jerry gets in, and again, a great great Jerry moment because he's mm-hmm. like frantic about where his family is. You know, he's like crying and you know yelling for his wife. Um, and of course, Ezekiel finds him and uh, you know says, "Look, they're safe. You know, your kids are safe. Everybody's safe." Um, you know, he's like, you know, come, come with me. I, I, I just thought that was a great I, I thought moment it was between awesome. Jerry and the old, and that One um, thing that really disappointed me that wasn't in this episode after, after that one year later thing is why didn't we get to see Jerry's kingdom? Well, uh, we'll assume <laughs> the world's not over yet. Yeah, true. Uh, that's right. So the ne- next p- bit is a little weird because Pamela starts walking towards the gate, and of course she sees zombie horns. Beat, it rules. Which <laughs> he looked pretty gnarly. That was the, the, they did a pretty on that good note, job. Can on, I just say that uh, the zombie horns in this entire episode was really good? Like whoever oh, yeah. did. Well, they, I mean, we always all the remaining budget has gone into well, this episode. Yeah, but oh, I, yeah. I, I'm not got to use it all up. Special effects. I'm talking like. The makeup work that was done for, like, Daryl's beat-up face and bruises and stuff, I mean, that was really well done. You know, they it's not usually yeah, as a, well-defined as they did for this episode. So I, I, I thought that it really stood out. <laughs> yeah, that's the bu- It's not free. That's the budget. <laughs> they put it all into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> they put it all on film. What did you guys take of Pamela going, like... I just go, did she was considering suicide by zombie. That's what I thought. Like I thought, for, like at the at the minute, she was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be incarcerated." And what's a mix of like uh, the incarceration thing, but also just she won't have power anymore. She can't handle that. True. But, uh, she true, can't yeah. handle the idea of not being the one that's in charge. She can't rig any lotteries. She can't do it. You know, based off this 2.0 version of Milton that and was introduced. She doesn't to have season. <laughs> yeah, and she doesn't have her own country club in Florida. So, I mean, what is she gonna do? She can't blackside in. Yeah, there's, no, there's no, there's nothing in her anymore. She's she's lost everything. So it's like, well, what do I have to live for? Yeah. So she's well, yeah, zombie, being a death by zombie. That's what I thought too. And then Maggie, of course, shoots Zombie Mercer to save her zombie from being chewed up by him. Zombie Hornsby, yeah, sorry. Which is satisfying. Uh, which I thought it was, was like, well, we already saw him die, but then he died again, and like, who doesn't like that? <laughs> That's good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it was Maggie saying, like, no, you're not getting off that. Yeah, that, that, the double <laughs> like, punch of that, yes. That she doesn't yeah. just get off. Yeah. Remind me of the whole, I mean, they've done this before, right? When Rick and Negan, right? Like, letting Negan live. Oh, sure, yeah. Like a, a reoccurring thing. And there's the satisfaction yeah. that, you know, Hornsby was, you know, he was a dick to Maggie also. So, you know, she right. has to kill him just like just like yeah. Carol got to kill him. So everybody wins. Yeah. Um. So then we get the 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 kind of the the big the money shot of the episode as it were where they realize that of course now the the gate you know they the gates they reach out the gates but obviously the gates aren't going to hold the hordes coming through this this whole i get i i get the feeling or i guess they they kind of set it up that the the estates part of the commonwealth is kind of a bit of a segregated walled off like affluent area so it's it's a little more separate from like the rest of the commonwealth um so ezekiel's idea and their their idea is to basically take all the fuel they can muster every barrel of it and just start dumping it through the sewers dumping it in the in the in the fountains like 
just hoarding barrels, you know, in as many places as they can, spread as much as they can around this place. Ezekiel um, Fox. And they, yeah, yeah. And I, I love the ingenuity because they're very quickly able to engineer um, a bunch of speakers and get all them hooked up simultaneously to a record player with uh, Living Colors Cult of Personality. Which is brilliant. Oh, yes, absolutely. It's awesome. So it's good. awesome. <laughs> Uh, to lure them all in, and the record uh, player is rigged with the with the detonator. So after the song is over, you know, it's just like I love that they cut back to the record player. It's like the song's over, the needle goes up, it moves over, it goes down, and it's just like, and you're just like waiting for it, waiting. And for then it. they make a point um, of you seeing the 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 family pictures with with their asshole son. Yeah, like we're yeah. not even taking those um, pictures. We're not even going to try to save your the pictures because your family no. is, is is crap. So, yeah, it's you know again, it's the epitome of like Daryl said. You know, you built this based uh-huh. on the old world, so guess what's going to go right. away? Um, and and then again, we just get this great explosion uh, scene. I thought it was really well done. You know, which is like this whole area is just it's, literally it's a full yeah, it's a full from, obliteration. It's not just like uh, from the distance we see it blow up. We see like this just wonderful no. like camera shot that like travels through the world as it's blowing up around, mm-hmm. melting zombies, splitting apart the fuck earth <laughs> to like show how devastating this destruction is. And it look and it looks pretty good. <laughs> so it's like and it looks pretty look damn good for really, TV. Yeah, really close. You can see on that that high rise building in the background a man tied with a fire hose around him named John McClain flying off the side of the building. <laughs> That's what I thought of when that thing blew. Was the top of Nakomi, Nakomi, uh, Nakatomi Tower? <laughs> Never. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So again, well, well executed. Yeah. Um. Again, talk about budget. You know, obviously they they were oh, saving for some sure. of for this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was satisfying. Like I think sometimes when they, yeah, yeah, I think sometimes when they do these mass zombie kills, you know, with with, you know, when they've done like you know with Daryl, you know, hit him with the bazooka or whatever. Like sometimes it's like, eh, yeah, it can be kind of over, over underwhelming. Um, th- this was, this lived up to the expectation of what they were trying to do. Um, cause like you said, Aaron, d- I-, I think they could have easily just cut to a wide shot and just been like, boom, there's, you know, f- f- you know, seven explosions pop off and then, you know, we just get the aftermath yeah. later. So the, the fact that they were willing to, you know, take us in inside the, the, the damage was, yeah. was pretty cool. All right. Um, then we get to Daryl and Carol who visit Pamela in jail. Um, and they kind of, again, the two of them have kind of had a good uh, row of uh, uh, given their come up. Like, you know, they had their, you know, deal with Hornsby. Now they have it with Pamela. And, you know, Pamela's like, you know, basically like you guys are screwed. You're, you're not going to be able to, to pull this off and, and lead. And you, you, you have to do terrible things and that you just don't understand. And, and Carol's like, yeah, we've we've all done, you know, we have done those terrible things in the past. So, you know, you're 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 preaching up, you're barking up the wrong tree if you think that we don't understand that, you know, sometimes the, you know, you have to get your hands dirty kind of thing. But but at the same time, we're not evil monsters like you are. Um, 
And she's like, I love it. She's when she talks about it, she's like, well, we don't have to worry Line about it. It's your house. <laughs> basically. <laughs> I yeah. wrote that one down. You know, basically whoever's going to lead after this, it's like, well, we don't have to worry about who's getting your house, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, so then, then the next here is where we get the, the big Negan, the second Negan and Maggie interaction. So it starts with him. He's, you know, burnt. He throws the whisperer mask on the fire, you know, again, kind of signaling, you know, that part of his, his life and his journey is over. Um, and, and the two of them just kind of have a heart to heart. And, and again, this is where we get the opposite where this is Maggie does all the talking and Negan doesn't do, do any, he doesn't say anything. You know, he just, he just stands, he just sits there and listens. Um, and she basically says like, look, I'm, I'm never going to forgive you, which uh, again, I, I, I think that's the right, right <laughs> the right take to have. You know, she can, she can learn, basically I can learn to live with you. I'm going to have good days and bad days. There's going to be some days where it's just like, I can't even look at your, I can't, I can't, I won't even be able to look at you or stand you or be around you. And then there's going to be days where, you know, uh, you know, things, things may be okay. Um, but she's like, for the sake of my son, I can't, I can't just live with nothing but hate for, for you and allow you to have that power over me where I have this uncontrollable rage where it, where it comes to you. And then, you know, she even says, you know, I appreciate, you know, saving my son's life. And, you know, basically like, you know, I could see that you are not the same person you were before, but at the same time, I can't forgive you for what you did. And she even talks about how, how she feels about Glenn and, you know, and, and, and all of that. Yeah. It was a good monologue. Um, And and, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and she goes on about how, um, you know it, w- what she was feeling when he bashed his brains in with the bat, right? Like, I mean, you know, it. It. She really kind of went in on, uh, on how she was feeling to Negan, and you know, Negan just was like obviously feeling it. Um, and and again, I thought it was great that he didn't try and be like, uh, you know, I'm so sorry, I'm the, you know, the, you know, or try and you know pull any of his Neganisms or. You know, you do it like he literally just sat there until she was done. That's the goal that we've been it. trying to get to for eleven season. Is is Negan being humble and being accountable? But all in all, a well, well done. I, yeah. I, I I liked it again. It was a good it was a good opportunity for Maggie to shine, uh, which you know we haven't had we've had a little bit of it, but it's been a while. And next, we get family dinner night uh, uh, to Fleetwood Mac's Landslide, which, again, uh, second time we've had licensed music in this episode, which I don't think we've had two licensed songs in a single episode. Speaking of which, R.I.P. Christine McVeigh. Yeah. Yeah, Christine McVeigh passed. Yeah, Yeah, that makes me like it more. I thought it was corny in the moment. Like it's like, yeah, it was. It was I like, I like the thought of it. Like, it's, just, uh, it's like, uh, like, we planned it. We planned his dinner out. <laughs> like, we, uh, yeah, all right, yeah. And then we see Daryl looks down, like Negan, like he's st- staring out the window, and Negan just kind of looks at him and kind of gives him the nod and just starts walking away. It was just kind of a, ri- and Daryl just kind of nods back at him. It was just kind of a nice little. You know, thing between the two of them with Negan being like, nope, I'm going back to my wife and I'm letting you have your moment and I'm not going to be in the middle of all this. Like it was again, I think he knows his place, right? He knew like this is not 
you know, given everything going on, like he he doesn't need to interject himself. That was the most this. emotional those two characters ever got with each other. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, you know, again, it's a lot of like, again, the the music is playing, so we don't get a lot of you know what characters are saying at this at this time, and they're all you know around the table. And Rosita looks at Gabriel. Gabriel kind of looks at her, and then she she leans over and whispers in his ear. And then he kind of looks back at her, and then she kind of wells up. So he obviously she tells him like, "Hey, look, I've I got bit, and I'm not, you know, or whatever she said." But it, the cat's out of the bag as far as Gabriel's concerned. Um, and then there was a really cool moment because Judith is kind of looking around at everybody and seeing, you know, this kind of happy moment thing, and she kind of has a smile on her face, and she's looking over at Rosita and Gabriel. And when she starts to see Rosita well up with tears in her eyes, she has this smile that just turns into like a, a frown. Like she, she, in that moment she knew yeah. as well, like yeah. she knew right. what, what was up. And I, I thought that was, I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Um, again, a lot, a lot done with no, without dialogue, you know? Um, and then we, you know, we kind of get her, her death, right. Where it's like, you know, she, she kind of has her final moments with, Gabriel and Coco and gets to lay with her for a little bit. And Gabriel kind of gives her, you know, essentially last rites and everybody kind of has their, their farewells. Um, and then Eugene stays with her and until she dies, you know, Eugene is the one sitting there. His speech and again, really I, got to me when he's like, I would not be the man I am today if it wasn't for you and all of that stuff. That was that, that, hit me hard, I, you know, to see this silly character we were introduced to <laughs> that has gone through this arc. Yeah. And yes, she was a vital part of his growth. <laughs> and, and it hits more knowing that Eugene has Max, yeah. right? Like this isn't Eugene right. just like, you know, before where he had, he still loves Rosita, but not in the way that so he's, moved, he's like, moved on. Yeah. Previous, yeah. like, he, yes, he's moved on, so they they could have a true, like, two people that love each other moment with with it being like platonic. And again, it was it was just really well done. Yeah, I mean, really well done. He's no longer cucking in the corner while Abraham and her go at it, and so I would say this is growth. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then we get the first of the uh, uh, Return of the King style <laughs> endings to this episode. Um, so as Eugene is kind of, you know, with Rosita, it kind of morphs into um, him putting flowers down by like a memorial wall. And it says one year later. And so obviously, you know, they've, you know, things are moving on. And then this is where we kind of get like the hopefulness of all, you know, how how this has kind of gone over the last year where we find out that Ezekiel's giving a speech and he's the governor now and Mercer's his lieutenant governor, which again, I, that just made me yeah. like so happy. Um, and, and especially because I think in the, you know, when, when he was in charge of the kingdom, it was, it was almost like a show. It was kind of one of these, like, you know, in this post-apocalyptic world, like there has to be a gimmick, you know, like everybody's got to have their gimmick or whatever. And so, he was in charge of this quote unquote kingdom and had the tiger and it was like a gimmick and you know, it was all this, you know, regal kind of business. And so it was really cool to just see Ezekiel yeah. being Ezekiel and just, just, just leading, you know, like, like a real leader and then having Mercer by his side. It was, uh, 
it, it was it was nice. And I, also, I really when Princess it. jumps up and starts yelling, I don't know because it, it made me yeah. very happy to see her happy. So, yeah, Aaron, I I one of the things I want to mention too is because I I read your review after the episode came out and you you had a comment about yeah. this <clears throat> like about where Ezekiel and Mercer specifically kind of ended up in this episode and um you know and and kind of how you felt about them specifically given some of the the ways that other characters specifically black characters in the beginning of the show were like um yeah. dispatched I, uh, way too way too as I, as I've noted often as it's come up it's it it there was a t- and it's not necessarily uh, it's not that I think it was deliberate but there was a portion there was a portion of sure. the series where it's like every time we introduce a new black character it felt like they had to usher out the old black character so the fact the fact that this this episode is ending on two black characters being in the leadership role positions of an entire civilization uh that's i mean that's that's a nice jump as far as from where we mm-hmm. where we were versus where we are yeah and yeah and to to the to the walking dead's credit it is it is a very progressive show, which is not unusual for genre. Genre always makes room for this kind of thing compared to mainstream, you know, dramas, comedies, what have you. It's a show that has had various people of color, various various positions all along. It's had um, uh, multiple um, uh, explorations of uh, uh, sexual identity on the show. Like there, there's all kinds of things that have gone on with The Walking Dead to make it a show that feels very inclusive. Uh, but the fact that yes, we've gone from like we have to murder off T Dog so we can introduce Tyrese um, to Here's Ezekiel right. and Mercer, both as the leaders. Um, it's a uh, yeah, no, that's that 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 is a it's a nice feeling to have by the end of this thing, and it, you know it's earned. <laughs> also, it's not as if they came out of absolutely. It's like yeah, yeah the guy sure. that was the leader of this other place now leading this place. The guy that right. was the most popular person slash head of security is also in a co leadership role. Good for them. <laughs> and it's nice too because you know so much of the comic is framed on it being Rick's story and, you know, Rick and Carl and, you know, kind of that, like that, you know, kind of being the center of, of the universe as far as the comic goes. So for, for us to kind of get to this post Rick and Carl, you know, take on the show, it's just kind of, it's kind of nice how they've, they've been able to, to, to hand it off to other characters to, to shine a bit. Um, so yeah, so we find out it's Eugene the, and Max sorry, have had the, a baby. It's the kind of thing where, no, you know, like I know there's a lot of lamenting over the fact that Rick is gone from this show, and rightfully so. He was the lead of the series as a star. Andrew Lincoln, people like him and everything. I do like that because of that, and it's not that as I thought. If like he was still around, he'd be leading the the Commonwealth or whatnot. Although the comics suggest certain things. It, you know, the fact that you don't have Rick at the center means that you can open the doors to a, a variety of different outcomes for who's in charge at the end of all these things yes, or who's yeah. in certain positions of power. Like, I, you know, if the if the show was bad, it would be. And then Daryl put aside his differences and led the Commonwealth for the rest of his life. And that's not this show. Like, this is a show that smartly yeah. plays with what you want from these characters, not what makes sense because of how tradition yeah. works. So. So yeah, like I was saying, Eugene, uh, we find out has a baby with Max, and they call her Rosie, which obviously that that makes sense. Um, and then I just I just have in my notes yeah. here like everybody's happy, like everybody is like like they seem content with what they've been able to rebuild the Commonwealth into. Um, you know, this area where Mercer and Ezekiel are talking, where this like wall is, it 
if you look in the background, the way the pillars are set up, and then the the you know it's like it's got some like sheeting or whatever. It, it reminded me a lot of like the world. I don't know if you, for everybody that's been to Washington D.C., there's a World War II memorial awesome. in D.C. Yeah. Um, and it yeah, it's 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 phenomenal. But it kind of has that same feel to it, where it's surrounded by these different you know pillars that represent the different states of, uh, um, you know, f- uh, f- you know folks that that died in the war. Um, and and you know, there's kind of a reflecting pool in the middle. But anyway, it just it just seeing that scene, it just kind of reminded me of that area in D.C. And obviously, they're they're kind of using it as a as an area, uh, obviously for remembrance yeah. and reflection. So I, I I thought that was that was kind of cool. Um, and then we kind of you know again, Daryl. It's it's clearly setting up that Daryl's kind of going going to go his own way and go out there. Him and Connie kind of have their moment, you know, together. Which again, very a very nice little moment. You know where the two of them can share, you know, share some some affection for each other, and you know he's like, "Look, you seem really happy," and she's like, "I, you know, I am very happy. Like, you know, this is this is good." So it kind of again, it, the theme is like, "Hey, we've tortured these people for eleven seasons, right. and now they're finally kind of in a spot where, at least <clears> for <throat> now, you know, things are you do you know, feel relatively like good." So like, okay, we know Daryl's gonna get his own show, so we can't put them together. You know, there were, right, there were right. scenes in it where I sat there going, because I know about the sh- <clears throat> It would have hit me differently if I didn't know these shows existed before the finale. But when it hits, it's yeah. like you could feel that they did put these characters in kind of like, oh, we can we have to put you in a in a certain a pause kind of place, you know, because we might bring you, you know, there might be right. a, a storyline with them later and we have to hold off on that kind of thing. But- what we lack in yeah. like a surprise factor, I do think it gains in what makes more sense for these people. Like I, right. I, I, I can understand Daryl yeah. not being one that's there to stay around always and never leave. Where I can understand yeah. Carol wanting to be that person, and so the fact that you have to split them up in some capacity, right. I, you know, without giving definitive answers as to what's going on, because yes, there's a show going on, and also because it's The Walking Dead, it keeps going. That's the whole point. I I I think it's better off that it ends this way as far as they have to, you know, say goodbye for the time being for whatever reason as opposed to yeah. them being like and then we both left together. Why? Because I guess we needed to. Yeah. Um Lydia has a delivery for Judith and gives her a box and I it's a compass. It's her compass back um with a note from Negan, uh a very nice little note. But yeah, this is the compass that Negan stole at, from her house after he kind of got busted out of out of jail um this is where i also thought in my head about uh we were speaking earlier about negan and maggie in that situation and i thought man judith has only ever known this caring negan this person that has tried to mentor her in certain aspects and stuff um just to show how much of a change there is. She's never even, I don't think she quite understands everything that was Negan. And that's that, what that just reinforces where his character arc has gone for me. So. Sure. So the, the, the next couple sequences we get are the, it, I'm not mistaken. Like they go to Alexandria and then they come back to the Commonwealth 
and then Le- right like i mean that that's what happens like they like when they go and they see maggie and aaron and um which is the next scene like you know C- carol daryl uh judith rj like they go they go to alexandria right where gabriel aaron yeah, maggie there's a little Jerry. they're mashing it up a bit as far as establishing where we are exactly if they were I mean, that's I see the, all the clear, windmill, right? It, and so that's the clue. It becomes clear over time what's going on, but at first you're like, wait, where are we? And it's like, yeah. Okay. And because it happens so quick, too, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, there, there isn't any implication that there's travel. Um, <clears throat> but it, again, things are wrapping up. It's not that huge of a deal. Well, but, and I think also they wanted to show the different memorials at the different sites because you had the wall there of all the names. And, right. And I think they clearly wanted to show that Alexandria is back to... Yeah you know, being a functional community, just like, just like the Commonwealth is that and solar powered. Yeah. 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 Um, and then this is where Maggie, you know, tells Carol and, and Derek, like, look, I'm, I'm ready to reach out and we need to look at the future. So again, more of the hopefulness of, of, of what it is they're, they're trying to do. And again, for Maggie, it's a big deal because Maggie's always been a, I have me in mine and this is our place and you all can go to hell because we're just going to you know, do our own thing. And I don't want to be a part of what it is that you're trying to, to do. And now she's, she's ready for the opposite. So the, the other thing about all this, everybody got haircuts. Everybody finally cut. Yes. Yes. Short hair. Yeah. Everybody got haircuts. Yeah. Um, so, the, the, and this is where we get the Daryl and Carol scene, right? Where, you know, they, you know, kind of say their goodbyes and, you know, she's like, you know, Hey, I'm, I, I, I wish you were coming with me. And, um, you know, Daryl says, look, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you've come. You've taken Hornsby's job and you've, you know, you've, you've made it your own. Um, so, so is the, is the implication that Carol is like Hornsby's job was like, what, like, chief administrator maybe like or kind of like city manager like i'm guessing that yes <laughs> she, <laughs> she she's the chris trager of here i don't i don't know what that is okay i guess i'm the only one that watched parks and rec i watched parks and rec but i don't remember i just i, long ago uh, I couldn't I tell you what his job was yeah i couldn't tell you that. he was the city manager oh well later I didn't I, watch parks and rec. he moves up but yeah Oh, forgot. That's because I, I mean, I kind of figured it was that way. It handles city management, transportation, infrastructure, that kind of stuff. Yeah, just kind of running the actual day to day departments and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this is where you know they they tell each other they love each other, which I thought again it was a it was it was a great moment. Like it was very touching to me. I I I really did feel like it was a touching moment between the two of them. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, did, you know, Daryl at this point, Daryl kind of saddles up and, um, you know, Judah says, I'll take care of dog. And then he hugs her and says, yeah, keep an eye on Carol too. <laughs> <laughs> and then Judah tells him like, uncle Daryl, you deserve a happy ending too. And I, I, again, I thought that was, that was another, another touching moment. And of course, Daryl hops on his bike and, uh, with his poncho and uh, and rides off into the sunset. Yeah, I mean, and you know, if Carol had done continued to do the show, she just would have been riding on the backup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's yeah, pretty yeah. similar. I don't think they had to change much. No, um, I kind of so like that, though where she ended up. 
I think it was more fitting for her to end up doing what she's doing. And I don't think oh, it's going to end up. I just think for right now, and whatever happened and whatever decision she made, if she decides otherwise. Oh, yeah, she's still Carol. She'll, she'll, be, on the, she'll be on that show. So then we get this uh, this mo- kind of back and forth montage of Rick yeah. of Rick and Michonne, and like this was a bit much. Yeah, the kind of the letters back and forth, and then we yeah. get like the ghost of of casts in the past where it's just like this, you know, just these images that that float up, and you know, we're the ones who live kind of thing, and um. And 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 that's going on. Then we get the scene next where I had a I had like a split second of cognitive dissonance here when they show Michonne in her getup. Mm-hmm. I I had I did I see I had just seen like Black Panther, so I had this like wait is she is she dressed up like a here like my she brain was like short circuited for about a half a second because. She had this uh, this Dora Milaje uh, getup that she had uh, going for. Her. Um, I just I thought that was funny, um, but it was a pretty badass looking like leather outfit that she's all you know decked up in to, to keep from you know getting bit, obviously. Um, and then you know obviously the whole thing with Rick earlier, where they found the cell phone and the bag and his you know uh, things that were his, and so the scene we get next is. How, two years, two, three years, seasons ago. Sure, sure. But it's clear that Rick is pro- either two things are happening. It's not clear to me which either he continuously is keeping keep trying to escape or it's some kind of effed up game that they're playing with him where they like, like let him go and then hunt him because <laughs> he had no shoes on. Like. That's what it felt like. It felt like they just. Like to watch him. That's as it's like I and get it. away. I yeah, just because... figured this isn't long after he disappeared in the helicopter, and um, they've never given him shoes. Remember, he didn't have his boots and all that. They even make a point in this flashback stuff of Michonne looking over at her gear and Rick's boots sitting there. Right. Right. Yeah, but I mean, if he was there that long, they would have gave him some type of footwear or whatever. Yeah, because the what is it? CR CRM. CRM, yeah. They're they're such compassionate people to their prisoners. Not compassionate, but if they want him to run, I mean if they're having fun, he he looks healthy. So for the most yeah, part he looks it, healthy. Yeah. Again, it's not clear as to whether he just keeps escaping right. or or they're just effing with him. Like it, it, at this point, we don't know. It, it doesn't really matter. Right. But I, I just thought it was an interesting thing right. to to throw out there. Yeah. Um, it just felt like <clears throat> the way they kept and like the way the guy implied it, and the way that he kept doing it is that he kept running. Like they kept. Like they didn't seem surprised that they found him, right. nor that that he was where he was. Like it wasn't because he can't go in that like, water barefoot. Because they pretty much know it's surrounded by bodies of. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 So yeah. Just, also, a question just, for you guys because I kept trying. I paused just looking at that skyline, even though it's half destroyed and everything. What city do you think that was? Because at first I thought it might be New York, but now I'm thinking Philadelphia. I don't know. I don't I know. Think who cares? Is the yeah, going it could for, be probably. any generic place for now until we learn otherwise but 
it's just it's surrounded by water and dead zombies in the water. So as long as you keep them barefoot, you can't yeah. go in the water. Well, I'm just saying you in can't. World Beyond, wasn't Philadelphia and New York their two biggest areas? Uh, no, 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 no areas. Yeah. Not the actual no. city, but outside they had, like, that where they. But built. like then they had, like like Seattle or whatever was one of their big ones, wasn't it? It, it was Albany. Oh, that's where oh, the, like, the that's CRM right. big. Yep. It was yep. Albany. Yeah, you're right. Because they had to go from like Portland or Seattle to to Albany. Um, yep. this, yeah, it was like upstate New York. This whole Rick stuff is just. I, I'm just ready to have like you know not necessarily answers, but just like more and not just ambiguous, yeah. you know, A's and B's uh-huh. and you know yeah. whatever is going on. It's so it's just like this stuff just did not. It's like it you had no show me, impact Rick? on me, it and that's why I was saying I would have liked to have seen something that gave us a small hint or something of what he's actually doing right now at this moment when Daryl was driving down the road. He's in prison somewhere. Well, that's it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think. I the, mean, it's. The, I mean, that's, that's the answer. Yeah, I mean, the short answer is, if they if they haven't written if they haven't written that part of the show, they don't want to shoehorn themselves into something right. that they have to then write around later. Like, I mean, so I, I think I, I think the simple answer is like don't don't paint themselves into a corner that they have to get out of. But I, I would have been happy with just the Michonne side of yeah. this and not the Rick side. To yeah. be honest with you, because that's. I would have rather too, because if you're not going to answer some questions, don't give me flashback. Yeah, because that monologue—it just mm-hmm. didn't mean anything to me. With the two, of just, show us, just show us a brief glimpse of Rick. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Could have yeah. just been brief, yeah. but that whole thing of like it's been too long. So that whole thing of them talking to each other but not talking to each other kind of thing. Yeah, it just. It has been too long since we've seen them. It's been too long. Like the whole thing of threatening to do this. Like it's almost like a threat. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Whatever. It just didn't. In fact, I just was like, I'm ready to go to see what the Maggie and, you know, a little bit clip of of Maggie and uh, and Negan more than than the whole thing. Like I want to see what happened. You know, I want to see that show that Rick and shown show but it's like i don't need another monologue showing me how much they love each other and they're still trying to fight to get to each other we've gone through that already like i i didn't need that we know it we already know this when they were first starting to write the stuff and talk it through the monologues i thought they were writing each were writing to judith not to send to her, but, you know, just keep it. But then as it went on, I realized it was the two of them. And that's when I kind of rolled my eyes because it's like, that's not what I want to see. But OK, whatever. Make it up to me in the spinoffs. Yeah. Right. I mean, again, I, yeah, this was just like, hey, we we know that you haven't seen them. So here they go. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so then, yeah, the next flash we get is Michonne in, like, the horses, like, got the leather get-up. She's got, like, this helmet crazy thing on. And then she, like, storms off, like, Don Quixote style into this, like, horde that's up and coming. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's I mean, fine. Again, I'm into that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was a cool, uh, you know, again, I, I, always, I, always, I always question on this show, like, if you're worried about getting bit, then... I realize it's hot and everything, but wouldn't you cover yourself all the time? The I just had to be hot. Like people yeah. couldn't couldn't unless you were like known to be safe. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so it was cool to see her just like full like her and her horse fully got you know in this getup. So 
So that was cool. And then, of course, we cut back to Judith and RJ, and they're, you know, on this, you know, tower in the Commonwealth. And Judith says, we're the ones who live. So, and that's how it ends. 11 years. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I think we, we dissected quite a bit uh, this episode. So let's give our final Buster ratings uh, for the show. Aaron, how many how many busters do you give this final episode? It was a four buster episode. I thought it was very good. I I appreciated the performances here. I appreciated the filmmaking going into it. Gregory Cotero coming in for the finale makes plenty of sense, and I do think they just went all out as far as delivering what they needed to. You know, there's you know things here or there that are like, all right, I get that we're wrapping it up, so like it's not you know always as you know, there's a bit of clunkiness, but whatnot. But it, it's rare that like a series finale is the best episode of a series for me. So looking at this, I'm just thinking they did a really good job with this one. I, I think. I mean, perhaps about the ending aside, as far as how necessary certain things are, I do yeah. think I appreciated the closure that they applied to most of the people that we're all watching here in ways that feel satisfying. Even one that's even those that have spinoffs coming, um, and it's just entertaining. Like I, I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot of like. There's not a lot of plot here by comparison, but there's a lot of like just solid payoff to things that I wanted payoff for. So yeah, solid four busters on this. Excellent, Rich. Yeah, I agree with Aaron. A four, definitely a four. Um, uh, for all the reasons he said, and just I mean those again. There, you, you know, like you said about the story, but. Um, just these little character moments and these little payoffs that was satisfying. Um, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, four, it's a four. Daryl. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, give or take a few things we already talked about. Um, that was kind of like, okay, (laughs) we, we get it. Um, but for over, over and all, I think uh, the lack of the the low kill count was weird to me. But then, I, I mean, we have other shows coming, and I, I guess they just didn't want to to go too much with the tragedy when it, you know they wanted to leave it on a hopeful note for this particular show. So I get it. Like, not like I wanted it to be a bloodbath, but I was just surprised by the by the, the low number of people that uh, that were killed in this, of regulars, our regulars, I would say. Um, but I enjoyed it. I did, I did enjoy it. And it, it, it was it's a good send-off uh, for the group, even though it doesn't feel like a real send-off. Like, I feel like we're going to see them again, you know, in one of the other shows, at least, every, you know, somehow. Mm-hmm. But uh, four, yeah, definitely was a four. Uh, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to give it a four and a half. I, I, I really, really like this episode. I think, I think pulling off a finale that is satisfying is a hard task. Um, and, and I'm not here to bang on other shows finales and whether they suck or whether they're great, but, but, but for me to, for me, when you give a finale that you, you leave with a good feeling um, and, and they were, I think they were able to wrap up what they were trying to wrap up. I was a little concerned that some of this, this Commonwealth story 
wouldn't be able to be really wrapped up satisfactorily um, with how many episodes they have left. And I think they did a good job doing that. Um, I think the um, the grand explosion was was a nice touch to kind of go out on. So, yeah, I, I was really, really happy with this. And I, I, I think maybe because I had lower expectations for finales these days, I kind of I kind of temper my um, my expectations. And so I, I think this this succeeded and I was really happy with where we left everybody. And I think if even if we didn't have the spinoffs coming, I think this would have been a satisfying ending for, for the show, in, in my opinion. So, well, guys, unfortunately, I need to take off. Um, I have to go. So I, I want you to read all through the buster ratings that our listeners have, of course, but I, I do need to, uh, make my farewell as of now. And, uh, hopefully we'll be back soon enough to record more episodes, um, of the walking to TV podcast, but, uh, I gotta get going. All right. Later, Aaron. So I will uh, Hi, catch you guys another time. Ready. All right. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> all right. Well, we will read okay. through the busters, and there were quite we had we had pretty good pretty good uh, amount of of busters. So I'll I'll go through them all here, and we can uh, we can we can discuss as necessary. So Eric Jackson, four. I'm shocked, shocked. I tell you, Daryl <laughs> lived out of five, uh, considering. Considering the different situations the writers got themselves into, they did a decent job of getting out of the hole they dug. The speed in which we lost our music teacher made me wonder if they needed to reintroduce a few characters. I honestly forgot we had a music teacher until a week or two ago, but good stuff from Mainstays. Just wish they could have done the Rick Michonne bit at the end in less of a promo ad sort of way. Uh, Also laughed to myself thinking Rosita and Ezekiel were... Oh, uh, I won't read that because that's a spoiler for the comic. Um... (laughs) Um. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll. Uh, I, I won't. I won't read the rest of that in case folks are not curious, wanting to pull it's the on comment. the Walking Dead um, podcast Facebook group. Go look at it. Yes. Uh, Samantha Jackson. Four. I needed a Judith and Rick reunion out of five. Uh, we must wait for the spinoff, but I feel we got shortchanged on that. Um, Michonne was gone for about a year and a half searching for Rick. Um, is still so unrealistic. Leaving the kids behind, I'm still rolling my eyes on that. One of the best moments was the Negan-Maggie heart-to-heart. It brought the yeah. episode score up for me. Uh, fair enough. I, I never thought we were going to get a Judith and me neither. reunion. I mean, again, because we know that they're getting a spinoff show, so I, I knew we weren't going to get that in this show. It would have been um, nice, but that would have yeah, really I mean, truncated the story of him coming back. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, then it makes the spinoff kind of uh, unnecessary. Um, it, yeah, I mean, we we talked at the time about Michonne oh, yeah. the children to go find her husband uh, at at the time. And but this show has a history so of just not paying attention to the children. <laughs> yeah, uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, four and a half. It's not quite the end out of five. The main story is wrapped up quite nicely. Daryl set up for a spinoff. Rick and Michonne mini spinoff set up, but not sure how the Negan and Maggie one is going to start. In all, an excellent episode, and it was never needed to make up for the dross we served up of late for the dross. I'm not sure what that. Yeah, that was a little off. Maybe something um, missed. But at least dog survived. Yes, dog survived. Yes, can't kill dog. Come on now. Which is the most important? Yes. 
draws uh, is a noun, something regarded as worthless and rubbish. Ah, from our f- our friend uh, Mr. Charrington over the across the pond. Yeah. Um, Tammy Heisley, I just watched this episode and for the second time, and I think I cried more than I did last night. I cried during Luke's death scene, all of Rosita's goodbyes, the scenes with Maggie and Negan, Judith realizing Rosita's dying, Carol and Daryl's goodbye, and all the flashbacks during the Rick and Michonne scenes. Hey, I'm a water sign. We can't help it. Um, the acting was amazing, and I thought there was a good ending. It's like the ending of the first book in the series, and I can't wait to see where it takes off. Five busters. Nice. P.S. I have one question. Where is Heath? That's who I thought we really were going to get back uh, in in the show. I really thought we we would get a uh, we we'd get Heath. That's show. still in. I guess. That's still can happen though. I think they they did say that. Yeah. 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 He's a busy yeah. guy. Actually, I kind of expected at some point to see him in fear. Maybe, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, but again, it's possible. Um, Mike Jones, two and a half walkers out of five, too artsy in too many places. I just have a ton of gripes about them ending the main show and doing a bunch of spinoffs. Still my favorite show of all time, but this se- final season seemed forced in so many places. I'll give each spinoff a shot. Hope the old, old Walking Dead magic from past. Wow, that's kind of <laughs> harsh. Um, I don't know. I mean, I. I, I hear a lot of folks talk about well, you know, ending the main show, ending the main show. It's like this show's been on eleven seasons. That's a that's a long time. Like to get you know, uh, you know, anybody to do that kind of show is is kind of unheard of. And so for me, the fact that it lasted eleven seasons is more of a miracle, and and something I didn't think was going to happen is the, versus what, um you know, versus getting, getting canceled off earlier. And, um, and it's not really the end of the show. I mean, basically you were going from mash to after mash, Andy Griffith to Mayberry, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, it's all semantic, right? I mean like, okay, yes, the, the show that's called the walking dead is going to, to be off. But when you're building other shows that have most of the characters, I mean, it's, it's still, I mean, it's still conceptually, you know, the, you know these these characters the other thing is it kind of followed the comic too so i mean you know from a from a from the perspective of you know the show continuing on or keeping going you know it i mean it it followed the comic to to the end of its course so yeah um you know it is what it is i don't know i mean to again to me any show that makes it past three or four seasons um is is a is a huge is a huge accomplishment in my mind because not because you know, it's it's kind of unusual that a se- that any series gets more than one season. Um, you know, four or five is is kind of like you're really lucky, but to get eleven is is, I mean, there's not many shows that 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 aren't police procedurals that get more than the, uh, that get more than ten seasons. You know, um, yeah. The amount of revenue that this franchise has garnered over the last two decades between the show and the books and all of that stuff you couldn't say anything but success yeah yeah i I, I mean i agree i mean agree um not everybody's gonna like something but it doesn't mean it's not a success i I, I mean look at jersey shore who liked that somehow was yeah i I don't get the too artsy thing either i I didn't i I didn't I, i mean they literally blew up a city. <laughs> I don't, yeah, exactly. I, that wasn't very yeah, artsy. I, don't, I thought I thought the montage thing at the end was a little 
I didn't think too artsy, but I think that was kind of artsy. But then I, uh, whoever's comment earlier about saying it was more like a trailer or something like that for the spinoff. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, that makes sense why they did it that way. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I was kind of a little overwhelmed with the way that would, was shot and done. I think Daryl had said something about that too, but, um, other than that, I can't think of anything else that I would consider artsy. Yeah. I mean, to me, artsy means when they kind of try and be too clever with the way they shoot things or light things or, mm-hmm. you know, edit things or something like that. And I mean, this is a pretty straightforward episode as far as, I mean, maybe it was a little too sappy if, if, if you're not into, you know, the, the prolonged death uh, stuff, but, <clears throat> but yeah, I didn't get the artsy, the artsy vibe. I mean, Maggie was kind of artsy when she shot the zombie. Why am I forgetting his name? All Hornsby. Of a Hornsby. She got a little artistic there, but the show didn't. She did. Sure. All right. This is a extremely long one from Yukioshi Shiwata. So I'm going to do my best to try and get through this, but holy crow. Take your drink of water first. Yeah, at least one. <laughs> Um, okay, get ready to cuss on back at the end. You don't need, and I encourage you not to read out everything. Okay, so if I can't make it through it, uh, it's, it's your fault. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I once asked my grandfather if he killed anyone in the war. He wouldn't answer, and he said he, that was grown-up stuff. So then I asked him if anyone had ever tried to kill him, and he got real quiet. After he paused for a little bit, he said as soon as he stepped into enemy territory, he was dead. He told himself when he woke up every single morning, rest in peace. Now go to the war. I think that's how you have to look at it. We live minute by minute acting like we're dead for a few years until we make it through the other side. And then we get to live. We tell ourselves we are the walking dead Four futures out of five. Okay. Number one, why did Daryl pass out? I think I missed it. Uh, I think it was exhaustion and, um, uh, and, and everything else. Um, two, I guess with, Jules' death, that's the end of Oceanside because no one seems to care to finish that story. Uh, yeah, I think, well, I think they, they uh, wait, going to be honest here for Magnus Squad, <laughs> I wouldn't know uh, if this was Luke dying. He's been off baking so much, I thought his name was Art for the last couple of episodes. Merle, shout out. Um, as far as Oceanside, they made a point of saying they gathered up all the Oceanside people. So, And they also made a point of he was going to go swim. Uh, he was going to take. Um uh, lead his baby to go swimming. Remember um, it's yeah. the scene where he found out that she was bit. So they made a yeah. point of pointing it out that, you know, that ocean well, side is fine. And yes, yeah, so I don't think you, the cut scene I mean, whether, for a year later where they changed it into a ski resort, yes. water ski resort thing, you know, but exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, whether it came back or not, yeah, I, I mean, fair enough, I, I don't know. Uh, Something three. probably came back there because it's a source of food. Sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, most of those bodies at the orphanage were unrecognizable, but do you think any of them were other kids? Also, do you think the Tylers in the cages were Norm or the staff did that to protect them while the siege hit? Um, I think it was staff I don't, just did it to protect yeah, I, them. Yeah, yes. Because otherwise, that uh, or, could be traumatizing to a, a baby. Yeah, well, and also, they did that, too, because, like, at a certain age, 
like kids will start jumping up and down and they will literally jump out of like <laughs> jump out of cribs and things. So if you flip them upside down <laughs> and put them inside, then they can't really get out. Yeah. Um, number four, love the symmetry of starting the series in a hospital and ending it in a hospital of sorts. Not to mention the way Daryl blocked Judas door, just like how Shane did for Rick on the day the sky fell. Uh, one last, it's a thing. Yeah. I, I, I saw that, that somewhere else. That was, that, that was, that was a good point. Um, the the whole uh, comparison of Daryl blocking the the door just like Shane did. Uh, five. I'm glad the directors for the last episode uh, would be a director. That would be uh, Greg Nicotero. Um, remembered babies cry when uh, the dead try and eat them. I thought Rosita was going to throw Coco like how a mother in a burning building has to throw the baby down to the fire brigade. Only in this case, up. Wow. That that wow. That's, that's a mm-hmm. that's a thought. Uh, six, Maggie, why can't you leave me alone? Negan, not everything is about you. Maggie, Pamela crossed me and put my family in danger. She shot Judith, who I happen to like. She rigged the lottery. I bought a good amount of those tickets. Not everything I do about you is conceded much, Mrs. The Widow. Uh, seven, there's a stretch, but Rosita goes out with a bite. She had a big relationship with Sadiq, who Carl saved, but also went out with a bite as a result. Synergy. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Eight, a big and little ass kicker. For the record, Judith was right. He did take off once he learned Rick might be alive. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he was always going to do that based on Maggie's conversation about, um, you know, finding other places out there. So, uh, nine, Daryl, we ain't the walking dead. Rick, what the, <laughs> get my lawyer. Uh, ten, Maggie, shoot, shoot, shooting Walker Lance. Hell no, you don't get to do terrible things and then walk away. Uh, walk the easy way out. Who the hell do you think you are? Uh, 11. I didn't catch Max's code name. She used to tell her brother they were good to go, but I'm glad she's having fun with it. Also, Judith really is a little ass kicker. She shot, uh, taking a shot to the chest. I don't think it was a shot to the chest. I think it was like in the shoulder. I will say at the Um, end of the previous episode, it did look like she was shot in the chest, but which is why I was like relieved when it, turned out to be in her shoulder because it looked like it hit her in the chest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 12 kick-ass Walker vaporization effect. It makes me want to see what an AMC theater movie budget could really do one day. Pamela, it's not easy, isn't it? So many lives in your hand. How do you pick who does the job no one wants? Carol, you do remember we're not from here, right? We're leading our own communities before you. Aaron, it's called a council lady like Congress. You do know Congress was a thing before the sky fell, right? Daryl, um, elections, whoever wants to run it, and the people will decide. It feels like you don't remember how politics work. Uh, 13, Maggie not being able to forgive Negan is tough but fair. Great scene. Negan, see you in L.A. Uh, I think it's New York, not L.A. Um, 14, yes, let's close the most emotional song in, in the century for the wrap-up. I love the... The everyone eating together as a great homage to the vision Rick had of everyone sitting around the table in Alexandria just after Glenn died. Yeah, that was a, a good good callback. Um, fifteen. So with Rosita lasting pretty close as long as Alicia did before succumbing to the virus, do you guys think we saw the little the when we saw the when we last saw Alicia, she became a variant, and because they are close to being cognizant, they see themselves as normal. Also, if you get bit by a variant do you become a variant or just a base walker i it depends on what level of like i going super saiyan you are so yeah exactly yeah i don't think any of that has any i think we're going to get some of those types of answers Um, in the spinoffs 
Yeah. 16, Ezekiel is doing what he's born to do, being a speech, slinging politician. Um, 17, did you catch the subtext between Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride when Daryl wishes Carol would go with to France with him? Uh, yeah. Well, he doesn't know he's going to France at this point. So, um, But, yeah, I, I get it. Um, 18, exciting teaser for Rick and Michonne. How long <laughs> has she been looking for Rick in Wakanda? Nice, yeah. Uh, look to me that Rick is on Alcatraz Island, which makes sense since CRM would be a focus again. And I hope Silas makes a cameo. That's interesting. I don't think that was San Francisco, though. No, um, and that river he was in, that was, no, that wouldn't, it would be a much larger body of water than that surrounding. The bay. Yeah. Plus, if you're doing a city shot and you're doing San Francisco, you're going to show the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, also, that was not West Coast mud. <laughs> no. Um, since the clip shows of everyone who's still alive at first is saying we're the ones who live, Morgan was there. Does that imply Morgan is still kicking in this era since fears? Of fe- I don't think fear is behind the parent show at this point. Uh, Yukiyoshi, I think they're caught up. Uh, I mean, obviously the year jump, I think makes this show a little bit ahead, but, but I think after the, all the jumps we got with fear, I think they're, they're on the same page. I don't, I don't think they're behind each other anymore. Yeah. Um, so I have to say this is an amazing episode, but the series finale, I thought a little underwhelmed by the music though out on this episode was incredible and my eyes were glued to the screen for sure. However, I thought it got a little rushed towards the end, such as dealing with the walkers was quick and easy, despite being told the variants would not be so easily tricked. Uh, and no time to really give some characters like Herschel a line to tell us if Oceanside made it. Instead, it used to just promote new spinoffs with that. It's been a half hell of a decade with the show and all of you the future and what lies beyond. We're the ones who lived. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't think they were trying to make it sound like these variants are like super intelligent. It's just that they're a little more resourceful. Who, um, they're still drawn. Who to, wrote that post? Yukiyoshi Sawada. Are you sure? Because it didn't end with Kenpai. I know, right? Um, all right. Kevin Barry, four and a half busters out of five. Ah, somebody thinks like me. I enjoyed this episode, especially some of the character moments, Negan and Maggie, Reseda's deathbed, Daryl and Carol. I was entertained by the action during the rebellion, and I'm happy with how the main show wrapped up. I'm intrigued by the Rick and Michonne teaser, but I did eye roll when Michonne rode into the largest herd of walkers on horseback. Oh, I didn't eye roll that at all, man. I was I was all I was all in on that. Yes. Skip um, Brent Jones. Thanks for all the podcasts and the main show, and hope you all continue with the new shows. Of course we will. You, you skip um, Brent Chris, Jones above that one. Did I skip Brent yep. Jones? Ah, yes. Sorry. Thank you. Brent Jones, as its own episode is very good, as a series finale, not so much. I really can't believe they spent the entire back half of the season fleshing out the story. They could have and should have wrapped all this up last week and spent the final episode showing what came after. Instead, we got a brief montage of what each character is going to be doing. These characters are better. Um, why such a big farewell to music guy? Most of us don't even remember your useless name. <laughs> He'd have been one of the first people dead in the early seasons. Lydia gets an arm chopped off with no meds, and it's fine the next day. Okay, guess I'll watch the Rick show. Um, I mean, again, I guess you don't want a whole episode telling us where these characters are going to be and what they're doing if you're going to be spinning off and who knows what kind of deals they can strike with any of these people to show up in those shows. And if you, again, I think it's just the painting yourself into a corner thing, right? Like you don't, you don't want to stick yourself into, into having to be forced to 
um, you know, work around something because, you know, because <laughs> all the nerd, all of us nerds will come out and, you know, the minute there's a discrepancy between what they did in the finale and what they're doing in a spinoff, everybody will be jumping on them. So, uh, so I, I, th- I, yeah, I mean, to me, I'm fine. Again, again, I don't, I don't think I needed a whole episode of, of, you know, wrap up. I, I think that might've been, uh, you know, a, a, a little bit long. Uh, Chris Acker, I have only discovered the show and podcast within the last year. Oh, welcome aboard. If my gift's read, it will be a while before I hear it on the podcast. I'm not caught up to the end with you guys. The only thing I kept thinking was that I miss the baritone voice that read those ratings out and imagine his reaction to the series came to a close. In honor of our deep voice here, I'll give this episode three gems. Well, thank you, Chris. Um, so do we. I, I mean, it goes without saying that. Yeah. Um, you know, we, every time we do this show, we miss Jim. Uh, I never thought a Facebook comment would make me cry. I know it's rough. Um, it would have been nice to to find to finish this journey with him. But yeah, I thought about that today. Yeah. Tonight. But yeah, but thanks for listening. Um, we will. We we definitely are not going anywhere, and we will uh, continue this. Fear is going to be sh- be spinning up. They, they did say at the end. Um, of this episode when they gave kind of like the walking dead universe and all the quick cuts and everything and what was coming it it when it said 2023 the only two shows it mentioned were fear and the and the uh, dead city show so i don't know if we're gonna get um the daryl spinoff in 23 no I wonder if, uh, isn't uh, daryl gonna be part of the rick michonne thing at some point for a little bit before he ends up in France. No, oh, okay. I don't remember that. No, no they're they're two separate, yeah, two separate shows. But I I thought it was interesting when it said twenty twenty three and it didn't list the other show because it because previously they said that the Daryl show would be twenty three. They never gave a date for the for the Rick show, but they did say the Daryl show would be twenty three. But but I guess if Fear comes back in the spring and then we get the Dead City show like summer ish. And then we get fear back for the second half, like towards the end, like like in October. Then I guess it makes sense that we would probably get um, get maybe the Daryl show in like spring twenty four is my guess. Although maybe I don't know. I guess if they finish it, may, or maybe we get maybe we get it at the end of the year maybe that maybe they bring back the daryl show for october if they if they finish up fear but well according but, to nerdist yeah. ar- recent article it's next year and they yeah. they're showing stills from filming and everything already so yeah it'll be interesting to see if if the daryl show gets uh gets gets a 23 release cuz like i said they just had that coming in 2023 and they only listed the two shows so um, maybe it's just too, too soon to, to tell, but, but yeah, but we'll be back. I mean, fear uh, startup, I'm guessing probably in February, usually, um, usually the show goes on hiatus now over the holidays and then we, and then we get past the Super Bowl, And then usually once the Super Bowl's over, then we get, um, we get, we get walking dead back. So I'm, I'm assuming that that's when fear is going to come back is, is, uh, whatever week after the Super Bowl is. So. But we will see. And then in between, we still got two episodes of Tales uh, that we need to cover. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll definitely do that in the interim. And then maybe we'll try and sneak something else in. I keep saying I want to pick up that Saints and Sinners game for the Oculus and uh, and check it out. And then maybe maybe 
do a little discussion on it, but I just I just haven't had a chance to to fiddle with it. Um, so that's about it for for this episode. The last uh, Walking Dead TV podcast to cover the Walking Dead uh, TV show. So uh, appreciate everybody listening. There's been a lot of you that have been listening for as long as we've been doing the show, and then some of you that have been listening to what we've been doing before. So we appreciate all that. It's it's great to when we go over busters and see some of the same names, uh, you know, week after week when, when the show's in there. So, so that's always, that's always pretty cool. Um, Aaron had to dip out a little early, uh, but definitely check out his podcast out now with Aaron and Abe. Um, it's their weekly movie review, uh, um, podcast. And then of course, Aaron has his, uh, episode reviews that he does over at we live entertainment as well as other, um, reviews of TV shows and movies he does there. And of course his, uh, his, his own blog at why You can check that out. Um, so, so definitely be on the lookout for Aaron's write-ups as, as these continue. Uh, Rich, where can people find you on the internet? I am on all the socials as at Chub Toad zero one. Um, definitely go to Twitter and see my Wordle updates. Uh, and also, I'm getting excited for 2023 because I have some non-Walking Dead projects in the works that I'm hoping to pan out, and uh, you guys enjoy. Nice. Daryl? Well, you can find me on uh, the Twitters at The Voice 123 and Facebook under Daryl Taylor, pretty much. And uh, I think I broke Hive. So is that a little- put my uh i enlisted on that and it broke down so (laughs) you were the straw you were the straw that broke that camel's back sorry so uh yeah so you can find me trying to find me there excellent and you can find me here on this very podcast walking dead tv podcast um uh stay tuned we will hopefully be back fairly soon like i said we got those last two episodes of tales that we'll we'll wrap up uh, and get done and then we'll see what else if anybody's got any suggestions feel free to put it over at uh, facebook.com slash group slash wdtv podcast or you can email uh, wdtv at hhwlod.com um, if you have some suggestions on what you want to hear us talk about or cover um, or if you just have a you know questions you want us to to answer um, we haven't done like a Q&A thing in a while. Maybe I'll put something on the Facebook group to do like a big old Q&A Maybe episode. Maybe we can schedule we can... some time to have a call-in show. Yeah, that'd be good. Maybe we can do a Twitch thing where where we can do um, do a call-in. I, I have a that'd Skype cool. phone yeah, number we'll... also. So. Nice. Yeah, we could figure that out. So anyway, we'll put some suggestions out on the Facebook group. If anybody has any suggestions, feel free to put them up there for stuff you would like to cover or... Uh, questions you might want to ask of us or the show. So uh, appreciate that for everybody. And until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, we are the ones who survived. We're the ones who live. Yeah, get it right. <laughs>